0: This is Sirius FM on 105.7, broadcasting in the East Rand. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, Yusuf didn't play that. Jumma barkat But anyway, because Mufti Prime Smith is uh, eager to be with us this morning, and Alhamdulillah, looking good, looking fresh. And I don't know when he's going to make the uh, combination of uh, rabbit acne, with some locust dessert. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna do that. Both the Ibrahim Smith Asalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Tell me how you're doing this fine beautiful morning.
1: Walaikum <laughs> salaam <laughs> salam wa barakatuh shafat Allah. It's a beautiful, wonderful Jumah in the blessed month of uh, Rajab you know. So I don't know about the menu in the recipes that you're discussing, <laughs> but it sounds quite foreign and alien to me, this side of the world where I'm residing. G. Yeah, you can, you know, innovation, man. We'll make a
0: plan. But anyway, (laughs) look at all the questions coming through. MashaAllah, you said, you know, the holy month of Rajab, Shaban, Ramadan, and that, you know, the, the mode is being changed. But, you know, you have no choice in it. It's Allah that plans. And Allah, you know, the divine decree, the world runs through divine decree. We just can't do anything. You can't swim against the tide of divine decree, Mufti Ibrahim Smith.
1: No, you cannot, Shafat. You know, you have to submit. And that is what being a Muslim is all about, submitting to the will of Allah, submitting to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The moment you go against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, then Allah changes everything against you. That's why people and and things turn against you. It is because you're turning against the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: Absolutely. The things of this world proceeds by divine decree and not by man's administration. Your question coming through this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Shaf. Can you please explain the special salah one should uh, read today, the first of Jumwa of Raja Mufti?
1: Yes, uh, Shafat. So that is called Salatul Raghaib. So Salatul Raghaib, you know, it was uh, uh, innovated somewhere in uh, Jerusalem in the year 480, uh, Hijri. So it is one of those reprehensible. Uh, bida'at, that uh, we should condemn, you know, the ulama has condemned it, Imam Nawi, he has condemned it, and many, many other people has condemned it, because uh, it is such an innovation that people actually believe that it's something special. So uh, those who do it, they will read 12 rakats between Maghrib and Isha on the first Friday, the first Jumu'ah of uh, the month of uh, Rajab. There's absolutely no reward for that, you know. In fact, that it, it is condemned, like I have mentioned uh, earlier, so these type of uh, actions we should uh, refrain from. Uh, we shouldn't innovate in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen. There's other salah a person can read uh, instead of uh, introducing new things, G. Salaam alaikum,
0: uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. I hear lots of terms uh, being thrown around. Now please help me understand what is a Wahhabi, a Diobandi, a Amadi, a Wifaku,
1: <laughs> Wow, this is <laughs> a program. A couple of hours it will take, Mufti. Uh, yes, it will take a couple of hours, but briefly, if I can, and, uh, I, and I, I memorize what you said now, so, a Wahhab is basically someone that traces his origins back uh, to the founder of that particular sect, you know, uh, which is uh, Imam Abdul Wahhab uh, from uh, Saudi Arabia, from the Najd area. And uh, he was a controversial figure that he slaughtered many, many innocent Muslims. Also, his own father uh, warned the people against him. So he is like uh, the modern or the founder of modern day Saudi Arabia, because uh, from him and from the Saud family, they form ties. And uh, that is how Saudi Arabia came uh, into existence, as we know it today. Before that, it was just tribes uh, that were ruling that area. Uh, They're very, uh, very rigid uh, Shafad. They don't believe in following any of the four uh, schools of thought, the Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki, and Hanbali schools of thought. And they differ with us in Aqidah in belief also. So uh, they will give physical attributes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, a hand, like how we have a hand. They say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has a hand, or is Allah sitting physically on a throne? So that, that is a Wahhabi. Then, a uh, uh, Diobandi is someone who graduated from the seminary, uh, Dalum Dioband, founded by Molana Qasim, Nanotwi in uh, Dioband, India. And that is where the Darsin Nizami comes from. And, uh, everyone, uh, or most of the Madaris runs under that, you know, in the trace, the, the, uh, train of narrators are backed through that, uh, in India, you know. So that is the Ahlusun Wal Juma'ah. Uh, it's called uh, Diobandi, but that is with the reference to a graduate of uh, Darulum uh, Dioband. The other one uh, that is in Ahmadi, so that is Mirza, Mirza uh, Ghulam Ahmad. So we shouldn't call them uh, Ahmadiyya, you know. Uh, we should call them Qadianis because Ahmad was one of the names of Rasulullah, so this was a fake false uh, prophet uh, that the British... Actually, uh, they created him, you know, they created all these wicked things that he said uh, that he's the last prophet and uh, he condemned many things in Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disgraced him. He passed away on the toilet, sitting on the toilet, you know, uh, that is for claiming false uh, prophethood. So that is an Ahmadi. And then with Ha'akul ulama. so you get different with Ha'akul ulama. you get UK, you get Pakistan and you get South Africa also. So that consists normally of a body of graduates that has graduated from one of your local Darul from one of your local seminaries uh, uh, whether it be uh, in Cape Town or whether it be in uh, Durban or Johannesburg, so that is all, all our local people and it is just uh, the name of a group uh, as you find other groups of ulama out there you know so this wefa ulama that we have here uh, in South Africa they came into existence when they saw the wrongs of, uh, or perpetrated by other ulama that uh, uh, that, uh, they couldn't remain silent anymore. So that's why in, it consists of many, many senior ulama principles of the various rooms. So, uh, that is basically in a nutshell, uh, the four terms that the person is asked about G. You're an absolute genius. That's what I call you because <laughs> that
0: question came there. People, nothing. It just came on the screen and I can't believe it. You know, I heard a Wikipedia. I heard about Google. I mean, Mufti, you're another level. You're another. Allah keep you. Allah bless you for that. I I'm, mean, I'm, I mean, we need
1: all the du'as, We need all yeah, the yeah.
0: du'as. I always embrace you and celebrate you. And I'm glad I'm one of your coaches. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Allah bless you, Mufti. And I'm, I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to have a lighty like you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that is on a lighter note. as I'm in charge of a government organization, and sometimes I leave my office on personal errands. I do not have a direct superior whom I could ask for permission to leave. My leaving is during work hours, but it does not have any impact on the organization. With the mobile phone, it is possible for people to contact me at any time for work purposes if need be. Usually, I stay longer in my office when work is finished, what is the Islamic ruling on uh, the time uh, that I spend outside my office? Please advise. Uh, may Allah
1: bless you, uh, Mufti. Well, uh, in that case, but if a person's uh, work is such that uh, it requires him being both in the office and being outside in the field, uh, then there's absolutely nothing wrong, you know, as long as uh, the organization did not stipulate that he should spend so much hours in the uh, in the office, in so many hours uh, outside of office if there is no agreement then he can use his discretion as long as he is doing actual work when he's outside in the field doing field operations, you know, and uh, that time is not uh, used for leisure, pleasure or personal use. Uh, he still regards it as work and then the income from that will be halal. But uh, if a person is deceptive that uh, going outside under the false pretense or false guise of doing some work, but actually sitting in parking and uh, relaxing at home, and uh, then that is Rihanna, that is disloyalty, you know. So that will affect a person, uh, will affect a person's income and uh that we should refrain from then you must make istighfar and uh, you must repent for that also G yeah people are not uh, parking at home uh,
0: Mufti, they parking on the phone, <laughs> even at work <laughs> I'll block that camera so the Lani can't see me and I'll sit on my phone, hey don't do that it's not right, is it true Mufti Saba that Rajab is known as the month of Allah
1: that is another fabrication and uh, that is something doing the rounds on social media as well that Rajab is the month of Allah and Sha'ban is the month of Rasulullah ﷺ. And uh, Ramadan is the month of the Ummah. So that is another fabrication upon our beloved Alayhi Salaam, upon our uh, beloved Nabi Alayhi Salaam, you know. So refrain from that. Do not even forward and post such uh, messages because Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is warned us that mankadaba Alayhi Mutamidan, for all yet about what min Minan Nar, whosoever lies upon me intentionally. So let him prepare for himself a seat in a Jahannam, you know. So that is the severe warning given to us. So uh, Rajab, is there, Shafat, you know, shaban is there, and Ramadan is there also. So only the virtues that is attached to it, that can be extracted from uh, authentic hadith or hadith that is acceptable that we should uh, uh, take into consideration. G.
0: zakallah for that. Uh, some teachers uh, summarize the uh, curriculum uh, to make it easy for the students. Uh, is this regarded as cheating? Please note uh, that uh, they summarize the material for all the students whom uh, they teach. I know my matriculation or metric. Sometimes we didn't read the set work, but you had these notes. Yeah, <laughs> You went and bought it at Adam and Griggs, and you still got your distinction. Now, go ahead, Mufti.
1: No, it's not uh, considered, in my opinion, it is not considered as cheating. You know why? Because the teacher knows the level, the average... Uh, the aggregate of every student in his or her class. So on that level, the, sti- the teacher uh, will teach. You know, And I think it's actually quite brilliant if a teacher can summarize that, uh, because uh, then uh, you make it easy for those students that are a little bit slow or don't uh, fully comprehend or understand as uh, quick as uh, the other students, because at fall, feel ugly that uh, Allah created people with different uh, intellectual capabilities. So if you summarize it in order to assist the student, uh, that is your job as a teacher. That is what you're supposed to do, you're molding someone, you're teaching that you're imparting knowledge and you're also making them understand instead of uh, just uh, teaching parrot fashion, you know, making the students memorize everything and they will forget it afterwards. If you have other techniques that will be beneficial for your students being it, uh, both uh, uh, productive for, for them, you know, in this world and the next, then uh, go ahead do it, inshallah. Ji.
0: Mufti sahabah, sometimes I have uncontrollable doubts about Allah and Islam. Am I a bad Muslim, Mufti?
1: We all have doubts uh, regarding uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and regarding Islam that doubts uh, doesn't come from us. It comes from shaitan. It is called the waswasa in Arabic, you know, whispers of shaitan. So he comes to you and he makes you doubt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He makes you doubt your religion. Uh, people will doubt that, uh, why are we so violent? We're bombing, we suicide bombing, this, that. So that is all part of the uh, ploy and plan of shaitan. Even the sahaba, radiallahu alayhi wa they experience uh, those kind of doubts in one narration, you know, it comes and uh, they were too scared to speak about it. As long as you do not speak about uh, what is happening in your mind and the doubts uh, that shaitan uh, casts uh, uh, in your mind, you know, then you are good off at, uh, at that particular point when it does happen to you, then read A'udhu and make that deed of your iman also by reciting abundantly La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah and that will expel those doubts, insha'Allah.
0: I got Allah in my mind, and i got no doubt. Uh, what is Mufti's view regarding the financial mismanagement scandal of a prominent uh, Cape Ulama body? <laughs> Mufti took me <laughs> there one day. You took me there one day, Mufti.
1: Yes, uh, Shafat. You know, I spoke about it, I think, uh, sometime last year, June, uh, when the information first uh, surfaced, you know. Uh, these people and other ulama as well in Johannesburg, they were recipients uh, from uh, from uh, b- that uh, foundation that is linked to uh, the brother-in-law of uh, the president, etc. And so this was management of, uh, of funds, and that is the internal order that their own people did. So uh, that was done, you know, and the conclusion is that 900K plus or 500K plus, etc. were mismanaged. So that is uh, there, and it is out in the open, and uh, people should take lesson. And I uh, should take heed uh, from, from these things, you know, uh, that uh, when we spoke about it, it was not to condemn anyone, but it was to create a uh, kind of awareness. So these are the ulama bodies uh, that are leading the people. So if there's no trust with uh, regards to the finances and uh, the public funds and the wealth of the ummah that is supporting them, whether it be through halal certification funds that they receive or through uh, uh, grants and uh, or donations, etc., then uh, what can you good? good what can you expect from uh, such people at the end of the day? So uh, these are the people that are occupying that are lofty seats uh, and they want to be close to the government as well, you know. And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a person and all the stems from one thing, Shafat. These were the leaders in closing the masajid during COVID time. And I warn them that the disgrace of Allah will come and wallahi, more disgrace to follow if they don't repent and make the Mufti Saab, is there any special reward for fasting in Rajab? There is absolutely no special rewards uh, for fasting uh, in the month of Rajab. You know, another innovation is that uh, people will fast on uh, the first Thursday in the month, like yesterday, uh, the month of Rajab, and today they will read that uh, Bida'a Innovation Salah. So that is also an innovation, you know. If you want to fast, fast the prescribed days as, uh, as uh, Rasulullah Sallam has commanded us to do, that is a Monday, a Thursday, and then, of course, the white days as well. You know, those are days that you can fast during the month of Rajab, and you will be rewarded for that. But uh, uh, fasting with the intention of receiving special reward in Rajab, nothing has been uh, recorded in the uh, authentic uh, uh, sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam
0: With all the vaccine deaths And uh, side effects uh, Sahuka uh, mentioned uh, Saudi's uh, Flu shot recommendations Also your thoughts
1: how many times must a person be shot, Shafat? I mean that uh, the information is surfaced now that the Pfizer losing it also. They have to make public uh, the side effects and all the data that they wanted to keep secret for 70 years at least. So all that is in the open now. The so-called conspiracy theorists, they were proved, uh, uh, you know, as truthful people and those people who were taking it, uh, they feeling that the the pain, the agony of what they are experiencing today. So how many shots must a person go just to go for Hajj? I mean, they they really want to kill a person, you know. So that is the recommendation. I wouldn't follow that recommendation in the least. But uh, whatever they're telling you to do, you know, that you do what is best for your body and keep your body free from all these harmful uh, killer shots that they are advocating out there.
0: Mufti, we have a huge uh, Hajj backlog. Uh, Some on the uh, list died already. Can't we scrap the quota system or should sahuk be
1: scrapped? Hey, Shafat, you know, that question. uh, Yes, uh, unfortunately, there's a huge, huge backlog. Remember, I went for Hajj last year, but uh, my wife applied in 2014. So it was like about six or eight years. So that is the uh, usual time period that you have to wait. Uh, to go for Hajj because of the stupid quota system. Uh, I don't know how it came into existence, uh, but I, I believe that uh, South Africa, uh, according to one report, you know, of another group, that uh, they've listed South Africa as a Muslim country, which is untrue. And uh, because of that, uh, only 2.5% of the country uh, uh, or 2.5 million uh, that brings you to uh, 2,500 people being accredited. So yes, the quota system should be scrapped at all. Uh, I don't think that we should entertain this quota system. Uh, many people passed away, people died already, people who were saving for had they can't go because uh, they're far back in the line. So it is not working for South Africa at this moment in time, G.
0: Mufti Sahab, looking at how bad things are here in South Africa, is it advisable to immigrate to another country.
1: Which country are you going to run to, uh, Shafat? You know, Ain al-Mafur says the Quran. Where's the, 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 place of escape? You can't escape anywhere. Uh, there's hardly uh, there any Islamic countries left in the world. That is one thing. Number two, if all the good people leave South Africa, what will happen to this country? What will happen to Islam in this country? You know, that a Muslim is a person, he will mix and he will fight battle and evil and he will continue to spread dawah. Uh, that is what a Muslim do. If the opportunity arises or your better business, uh, uh, opportunity somewhere else, then no problem you can leave, uh, but don't leave because uh, you want to run away from, pro- from problems. That As a Muslim, you fix uh, the problems first and uh, make the place a better place because this is your birthplace afterwards. And if you really want to immigrate, why you want to immigrate to a European country? Go to Syria because that is where the battle will place, take place against uh, all the enemies of Islam. Or Go, go to Ba'itul Madis. Those are places that you're supposed to immigrate to. G.
0: Mufti Sab, is it uh, permissible for a husband to delay the financial rights of uh, his wife?
1: It is uh, punishing and torturing uh, these many, many husbands uh, if they have a slight argument with the wife. And then they want to withhold uh, nathaka, which is wajib upon him. Remember, it is compulsory for the husband to look and take care of uh, the wife's expenses and that of the children as well. So while they are married, sometimes he will delay, be because And he doesn't even have a credible uh, excuse, like there's no money, etc. He just wants to punish her. So Allah Subhanahu wa, tell us, all watching, all seeing, you should remember that. Then sometimes, even after divorce, the same thing happens, you know. Uh, then the father supposed to uh, pay the that he told you during the Iddah. He doesn't want to do that. When it comes to children, uh, maintenance of the children, he doesn't want to take care of those bulls also. So he will be responsible uh, for that in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The woman end up uh, going and begging and asking for help and assistance from aid organizations, etc. So that is uncalled for So
0: now, alaikum, uh, Mufti Sahaba. What is the ruling on buying expensive luxury cars and
1: also expensive luxury furniture, Mufti Sahaba? Opulence. <laughs> Hey, Shafat, we all have the child inside of us, you know, we all want to drive a Maybach 62, we all want to drive a G63 S, not the normal one, you know, we all want to buy a, a Lamborghini Urus. we all want, to, those are natural things that a person wants, there is nothing wrong in that, if you have the money, you can enjoy it, remember that Rasulullah, he had the fastest camel, It was not a Toyota Camry that the movies are driving today. Uh, Sadly, when it comes to Olamar, then they expect the Olamar should drive the worst of cars and uh, they forget that Rasulullah had the fastest of uh, driving or, 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 or mode of transport during his days, shifat So you can buy that. You, sh- you shouldn't waste money uh, because wasting is part of, of, uh, of the satanic brotherhood. You know, the Quran uh, discourages us from wasting money. If you can afford quality furniture, you can use that also. You are allowed to enjoy your wealth. But the opulence is not for a Muslim in this life. Remember that uh, this world is a prison for a believer and it is Jannah and paradise for the disbeliever. So be careful. The ummah is burning. The ummah is dying. These people uh, that doesn't have food and uh, all that belongs to you in life, oh listener, is the clothes that you wear, which uh, will perish. And the food that you eat, says (laughs) Rasulullah, everything else will change hands after your demise,
0: for that, uh, can the debtor pay zaka on behalf of the
1: creditor? It it is possible, yes, that is only if the creditor has made prior arrangement that the debtor should pay zakat on his behalf, meaning he's transferring uh, wakalat, he's transferring authority to the debtor uh, to act on his behalf and pay zakat on his behalf. If he does that, then the zakat will be discharged, there's no need to worry about. If he didn't do that, if he didn't instruct the debtor uh, to pay zakat on his behalf and the debtor uh took it upon himself to pay zakat on behalf of the creditor, then that zakat is not valid, it needs to be repaid in G. Mufti Sahaba, many embrace Islam for the sake of marriage. Is their Islam accepted? Are they really Muslims? Shafat, you know, we have a principle called Nahkum Wallahu <laughs> that we only judge what is apparent and Allah knows what is in the heart Allah knows what the heart conceals so as long as a person has uttered the kalima, the shahada, uh, you know Rasulullah," then uh, we will call that person a Muslim, what he conceals or she conceals in our heart that is entirely up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as far as we are concerned that person is Muslim because why remember that all actions are judged according to intentions, so if if you embrace Islam because of a guy or a girl, uh, that will be exposed late, later on. You know, uh, when a divorce comes, for example, then the person will revert back to their, uh, their older religion. So that means it wasn't done sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
0: But then Mufti permanent shedding uh, for the next two years, as you predicted, uh, Mufti, in one of your lectures, if this is the norm, what can we as citizens do,
1: Mufti? Yes, I think that will be the norm, not only here. I've seen uh, uh, Pakistan also experiencing the other day uh, load shedding, and I've seen America, they're tampering with the power system, that side also, so this is all part of the globalist, elitist, uh, satanic uh, regime that is controlling the world, creating a fake power crisis, you know, so uh, the the, the uh, complications that will come from this is, uh, because we're so used to electricity and power, we'll we have many, many difficulties Shavad, uh whether it is in opening your tap. Uh, because there's pumps that runs that, whether it is swimming in the ocean, there's a sewage that, uh, so sewage that goes in there also. Whether you do what, it is connected with electricity. So you can't do that. I'm telling you that we cannot allow uh, this to happen, you know. And at the same time that uh, our government exported uh, uh, seven, uh, the, the export of coal was 720% higher because the colonial colonialists, the white people of Europe, they still control our people. Uh, Europe is suffering because of the Russian war and they're sitting there in a cold winter. Our coal is going there to keep them home while we, the citizens here, are freezing. We should raise our voices and we should speak out against oppression, G. Yeah, get the CB
0: back. Citizens Van, I know, Mufti. What was your handle, Mufti, when you had the CB? What today? The CB, you remember? The CB, the Citizen Band, you know, it like a radio yes. whole comment. And uh, Lawrence of Arabia, yeah? Copy, yes,
1: copy, yes. copy. You remember? Uh, yes, uh, Shavad, even Lawrence of Arabia, you know, it was uh, The movie was made because of Umar, uh, the Mujahid who fought against uh, the Italians uh, in the early uh, 19th or uh, 20th century, you know. And uh, he was a great Mujahid, he was a great scholar. And uh, they hanged him finally, uh, Mussolini uh, ordered that, that he uh, be hanged uh, uh, in public, you know. He was a Mujahid, a true scholar of Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless. He sold and granted him jannah to those. And because of that, now they adapted and made a movie called Lawrence of Arabia uh, or uh, The Lion of the Dead. Yeah, the, the line you, of the Now you, yes. you, 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 you corrected
0: yourself. But the other one, <laughs> yes. Peter two, was a Lawrence yes. of Arabia. He was the one that sowing uh, seeds of discord and what yes. he made. And uh, they painted him as such a paradigm of virtue all the time. He yes. was a shaytan making waswizu everywhere. Mufti Saab, you know what? You're up to speed. You current. You're a young uh, mufti, <laughs> and you're doing the right thing. Allah bless you. Allah keep you.
1: Have a mashallah beautiful day ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Amin, di zaakum la shawatid Allah subhanahu wa taala, bless daar om um, me protéger, om um, inshaAllah. Anteil next time, di zaakum la kheeran, assalamu alaikum, taala, warahmatullahi.
0: Wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair to all of you for sending in uh, those uh, messages and uh, the questions were absolutely fantastic. And uh, Yusuf Asmal, great engineer, uh, engineering as usual. Keep it locked on to uh, CBS FM for brilliant uh, broadcasting. Remember that uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein will come in uh, with uh, the translation of the Juma Khutbah from the Holy Lands. Uh, from the team and I till we meet you again, we bid you, as alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.